0: i'm liz
1: and i'm sasha
0: and this is our podcast ray Ray of blight Blight. this is ray of blight episode number two and this week we're going to be talking about
1: celebrities, which include like um unfortunate socialites and uh actors of sitcoms. You know, the people that aren't musicians but somehow have enough funding <laughs> through their work of some form uh to make an album, which is probably not advisable. And as a forewarning, I'm probably going to be doing some occasional quoting of Donna Summer since as the time of this <laughs> the time of our filming, she has recently passed.
0: Godspeed. Last dance. It's Death of disco this week
1: it is and Robin Robin Gibb yeah uh, not yeah. you know that's that's really sad too yeah. but that has nothing to do with our topic oh! sensitivity here we go
0: all right <laughs> so the thing is is that in our first episode we talked about pop stars making weird surreal or unfortunate television and film and reality show appearances and then we're flip-flopping it so that this week we're talking about non- musicians making, making music, music. I was watching the video for Eddie Murphy's (laughs) "Party All the Time," um, also starring Rick James.
1: Going, yeah, this is the best decision of my life.
0: Yeah, and if they have all these, like, these, like, people, like an entourage, hanging out in the studio, just sort of affirming how awesome in the the studio. Listeners, what you don't know is that the whole day, Sasha has found every moment that he can possibly find to work in the prepositional phrase that sounds like on the radio. Oh, by Donna enough Somersault. is enough. <laughs> Sorry. And then, and then it somehow has turned into any time we need to use a prepositional phrase. Leave me alone. Leave me
1: alone. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna speak in Donna Summer today. Cause Naturally, the first thing I'm gonna talk about is the facts of life.
0: There's a lot of uh musicalness to talk about regarding that show.
1: So unfortunate. So unfortunate. How it lasted nine seasons, we do not know. But there's a pooch woofing.
0: Oh yeah, also uh the the place that we're taping this in now is in Sasha's roommate's man cave. On the patio yeah and it's so whereas the last time we filmed an episode was at Sasha's kitchen table we're now in um the like what would you call this it's like a screen it's, it's, porch it's like but a, without a screen
1: it's like a three season porch The first, on the first stop for the Facts of Life, I would like to bring to, I would like to show the court. (laughs) Exhibit uh, A. Exhibit A, which is uh, Molly Ringwald, who was, um, which may surprise some people that she was an original cast member. In fact, I think she was one of the first people hired for the show. Um, I think she was on Different Strokes as well, Um, like as the same character like as Molly which is they really thought hard and long about that
0: maybe she was um, really young and they had problems with her remembering her name on the show
1: you're Molly <laughs> Molly okay <you> got okay. <laughs> I sound like I sound like my dad <laughs> yeah oh well I'm no, making my dad seem like Floyd the barber from, <laughs> like the really you know remember he was pretty damn creepy you know Andy Griffith, according to that book. Has oh, yes, that's
0: right. We have been enjoying this book, Celebrity Vinyl, by Tom Hamling, where there's photographs of some of. Like, I, I'm holding the book open, like the Doesn't listeners it look great? can see, um, of album covers of Man. celebrities that have made albums, like you know, like Goldie Hawn and Anthony Quinn, Bob Guillaume
1: John Davidson.
0: What I'd like to know about Bob Guillaume, star of Soap and Benson, is <laughs> the fact, why is he wearing like an unzipped leather jacket and he's not wearing a, like anything under the leather jacket? And it's like they're trying to pass him off as like, like sexier than what I think people typically thought of him as. Like That's really going to help sell some albums as if we see Bob Guillaume's bare chest. Um, there's also ones that... Or
1: questionable. Or
0: questionable that are like, yeah, I guess it's amusing that, you know, Billy Crystal made an album, you know, as Ferdinand, the You Look Marvelous guy. Um, But I'm not really sure that that sort of qualifies as being, like, as amusing. Or it's just not as amusing to us. I, I feel like it's not quite has the same characteristics as the other ones. For example, Bruce Willis's The Return of Bruno. Yes. Also, where is he returning from? Because I don't remember him having any other album just called Bruno. And
1: we 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 had a brief discussion about Mr. Willis. Or or Senor Bruno, as I'm sure he's also known. Yeah inside. is that like his version of Sasha Fierce, perhaps? Or uh what's it Camille? Like Camille. Prince of El Migo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
0: Or I was oh, thinking, that's making a
1: comeback. We've mentioned that last time.
0: Well, I I I, I thought you were gonna say, um, Sasha Baron Cohen's Bruno. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, totally <laughs> or unrelated. I'm,
1: you know, my my Bruno.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, yes, Sasha yes. Baron
1: Mullen. Um, um. No, oh know. yeah,
0: or like I feel like you know the David Hasselhoff one for Night Rocker. I went and listened to Night Rocker, by the way. On Thoughts, Spotify, it sounded to me like the song that Mark Wahlberg does in Boogie Nights that he records. Mm. Um, it sounded to me a little bit like that. What's really funny is that last night, I'm up in the middle of the night um, searching out, you know, some of... You know, because I like to do a little bit of research before this podcast. And I have the... I did, you sound like
1: Carl Sagan. Yeah. <laughs> billions. Billions.
0: In order to make an apple pie, you must first invent the universe. Okay, anyway, so... <laughs> anyway, I, may, I did the unfortunate thing of syncing up all my social networking and music sites so like if i like something on youtube or listen to something on spotify or whatever all those things are linked so in the middle of the night there's just like a bunch of things that like liz mason listening to Night rocker by david hasselhoff on spotify Liz Mason liked The Return of Bruno by Bruce Willis on YouTube, you know? <laughs> like, And it's, like, in the middle of the night, and all the other, like, night-owly people who are up in the middle of the night are, like, whoo, yeah, are, like, you know, putting little comments, like, like, what did you... Yeah. <laughs> like you made some comment. Like, oh,
1: I was, like, Liz Mason is using YouTube. Liz Mason is listening to Spotify. Liz Mason is... Uh, refilling a cartridge in her Swiffer wet jet. Like, I... <laughs> yeah.
0: And then I thought that was hilarious, and then I started referring to myself in third person, you know, just Which like... Which I
1: feel like you should do all the time. Yeah,
0: well, it would be not unlike um um... That person. Uh, MC Hammer, no? yeah. when he became a born-again Christian and started referring to himself in the third person and then also declared bankruptcy. Not important. But I thought all of those things were so funny that the comments people were making that I then added the comment... Liz Mason is laughing hysterically. And
1: then apparently you were brushing your difficult molars.
0: I was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we've, we've decided that we as in the royal public <laughs> of America,
0: because we have a kingdom apparently. Uh, so I refer to myself in third person. You yeah. refer to yourself in first person plural. Sorry, not important. Anyway, carry on. Eyes. Eyes
1: <laughs> <I's> got <stuff. laughs> um, Anyway, um... Okay, well, so this whole celebrity album thing, uh, I mean, we've got some really classy people that we kind of respect as singers that were originally actors of such. You know, like, we think about, like, Barbara Streisand. It's kind of impossible to not think about her singing. Or we think about um, Julie London, and most people associate her as kind of, like, a cool jazz kind of person rather than an actress. But, you know, they're both well-known for, like, being on Emergency or um, Yentl, I guess.
0: (laughs) Which, speaking of Yentl, on the ride home from seeing Yentl, um, me and my friend were acting up so much in the car that my mom kicked us out of the car, and we had to walk (laughs) home.
1: Did you know that that's hilarious?
0: (laughs) Yes, I did. Did
1: you? (laughs) Actually, um... Barbara Streisand, I remember, was so pissed off. I think it was at the Oscars that she didn't get an like an award nomination for anything she did because she was like actor, producer, singer, co songwriter, uh, choreographer, gentle leg toner, <laughs> fake tanner, <laughs> fake man. <laughs> um, that she she's like one of the songs was like barely nominated I guess and so she sent Donna Summer in to fill in for her for Papa Can You Hear Me which
0: really which is an interesting twist to be honest yeah she did a better job than Bob.
1: my father who's also Anyway, so uh so we've got we've got the cla- we've got the, the people that we respect as musicians and that that's unfortunately very far and few between. So we're going to continue to talk about the horrific ones. Yeah, except
0: before we launch into that, I just oh, want to yeah. add to the discussion this 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 sort of harkens back to this idea that, you know, like back before we kind of delineated artists, you know, between like, you know, being you sort of, you know, they can sort of get typecast as whatever your first uh, fa- thing that you get famous doing, you become... Like, nobody sort of lets you work outside that box. But back in, like, 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 old Hollywood, uh, days of yore, with Ash, there's no way to say this without sounding like...
1: In the golden age. Yeah,
0: like, which is ridiculous, because it wasn't that long ago. But, you know, like, during, like, the crooner days, you know, like,
1: the Sammy rat, Davis rat Jr. Rat yeah, it's yeah, so, uh, like,
0: like... Like, Sammy Davis Jr., like, he started out in Vaudeville, so he did acting, he did dancing, he did singing. You know, he was an it all-around was entertainer. Or the like the
1: worm in that horrifying 80s version of Alice in Wonderland.
0: <laughs> With Carol Channing. Jam tomorrow, jam yesterday! <laughs> jam today! <laughs> jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, but never ever jam today. I Jane Mother Mother world... <laughs>
1: Uh, Molly Ringwald played, interestingly enough, Molly. <laughs> and uh,
0: Molly Ringwald, who also I heard on the Dinner Party download talk about how she can actually bark like a dog and it really sounds like it. Like she. Yeah, you're pretty good, actually. Maybe you and Molly Ringwald can do a duet.
1: <laughs> We're both redheads. It's a sign. Oh
0: my god. Can you put on lipstick tucked in your bra and like. Maybe you two could choreograph something?
1: Well, when I start getting breasts that. <laughs> Are significant beyond that. I, it, this is weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, but so she barked like a dog, and she really sounds like a dog. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, but anyway.
1: Anyway, so Molly Ringwald. Um, she, uh, her father's like a jazz musician, I think, and like, um. You know, I I think when she... I can't remember. She was like 7, 8, 9, 10. That's, that's a bracket of age. She was pretty young, but this was slightly before The Facts of Life, and she did like an awkward jazz album. But I can't find a download for it for the life of me, so I've never actually heard it, but I do know that it exists. And based off of her uh, fine singing in The Facts of Life, I'm pretty sure it's not that... I'm not missing much.
0: By the way, if anybody listening does have access to that, please let us know. I'm going to be the Joan Baez
1: of the 80s. Listen. The skies are junky. The legs are chunky. The oceans are gunky. I feel like a lab
0: monkey. Stop grossing up America, you turkeys.
1: So, uh, another cast member of the Facts of Life to release some uh, questionably questionable music uh was lisa welchell who played uh blair warner um and she was kind of like hyper christian in real life and uh and she released like some really bad 80s pop generic filler kind of stuff about god and it wasn't that great although i think she got nominated for some sort of grammy award if i'm not mistaken from a
0: facts of life music performance
1: no, I think. Oh, no! Our
0: music performance album, unrelated to facts. of Yeah,
1: life. like her album was unrelated. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I do enjoy the cover quite a lot because. Uh,
0: her, oh, wait, we have it in this book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's
1: in that book. That's it up.
0: exciting. The- okay, so let's describe what. The al- what the album cover looks
1: like okay so it looks like it's kind of like a, a nice version of a glamour shot so you can tell she's a celebrity if she can make the glamour shots look
0: good Yeah, long, <laughs> like the mall
1: glamour shots yeah know. the
0: long feathered hair uh, the background that she's standing in front of looks sort of innocuously purple
1: clouds with
0: clouds yeah. and I guess the album was just self-titled Lisa
1: Welch it's a nice edgy font
0: yeah it's like an 80s edgy font
1: Oh, it's all because of you.
0: It's sort of handwritten, songs, serif, outlined, whatever. Um. Oh, wait, no, it's not self-titled, because if you look in the upper left corner... Oh,
1: all because of you, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, and she,
0: oh, and by the way, she's wearing something that I think I may even have owned those clothes that I remember getting at The Limited, so it's like a pink, foldy-uppy, short-collared shirt with like a white vest of probably cotton... Uh, over a sleeveless the fabric side. of our lives. Yep. All right.
1: <laughs> um, I'm. I'm really enjoying this trivia about this. Actually, um, mm-hmm. that the. Well, it looks. It seems to be that. <laughs> The album, the album reached number 17 on the Billboard Contemporary Christian Music Charts, making it a modest success. It was also nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Inspiration Performance, ultimately losing to former Disco Queen Donna Summer. Yes. wow Well, Chell never recorded another album.
0: She was so scarred by the experience.
1: Damn you, Donna.
0: Okay, so then also on Facts of Life.
1: Uh, we had uh, Miss Kim Fields, and she did some unfortunate singing. Um, many times in that show. Like, she did uh, some Enchanted Evening on an episode, which was bad. And then she did uh, parts, uh, part of Stacey Q's Two parts Hearts song. She was like, Beverly Ann, I don't know if this is the right song for me. Oh, I'm tootie. Um,
0: <laughs> I have a retainer and also braces at the same time. Didn't she have a retainer and braces? Yeah, so and, and like a
1: bowl cut. And at one point she had skates. And she just whined a lot.
0: Skates like roller skates? Yeah,
1: like roller skates. Because I think she was too short in the first season, or mm-hmm. something like that. That first season was just a Twilight Zone version <laughs>
0: of. Speaking of Twilight Zone, on Spotify, when we were we were looking up
1: appropriate, uh, yes, Kim
0: Fields, we found like some sort Infinity. of like speak singing thing she did over some kind of Kenny G sounding slow jazz, and then also a radio drama I'm episode. A radio. <laughs> episode of the twilight zone but then but then also there's yeah other she's... things by her that are not on Spotify.
1: but it's interesting that she's doing some voice acting now in that regard and also uh mindy cone who did who natalie who didn't release any music but she's like the voice of film on scooby-doo so it's kind of there's some there's some trivia for you yeah um but kim um in terms of music since since we're focused we're always so focused and organized here um, she released like a, a silly little single Called "You're Michael Which is like a, a novelty song Is that what we call it? For Michael Jackson Like yeah. a fan letter kind of thing mm-hmm. May you never release any more music Kim Fields
0: Did um, did, uh, did Joe who The character that played Joe uh, Oh
1: Nancy McKeon Did
0: she ever do musical endeavors?
1: No but there was that Christmas episode She
0: was playing piano Yeah. She, so I wonder if she really played piano
1: Probably not I just
0: wish she'd make up his <laughs> mom
1: um, so, Charlotte Ray, who played uh, Edna Garrett on The Facts of Life, she uh, released um, an album in the 50s called uh, Songs I Taught My Mother, and uh, it's, it's full of a bunch of novelty songs. And um, one, my favorite one is one called The Seagull and the Eagle, and she's kind of putting on this, like, Zsa Zsa Gabor-esque Thing that's really hard to say, ja ja gaboresque. But the seagull and the eagle was like the seagull and the eagle, it's illegal, but sublime, sublime.
0: A seagull met an eagle in an eagle way up north. The seagull eyed the eagle, and the following birds came forth.
1: We should talk about, uh, Esther Roll from Good Times. Yes.
0: (laughs) So, anyway, so we've just been watching a YouTube clip over and over that just is called Damn, 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 (laughs) with a bunch of A's in it. Damn, Damn, Damn! (laughs) (laughs) Damn!
1: Which, it shouldn't be funny. It's supposed to be poignant, but really, there's just something about the way Esther Roll speaks, which actually... Esther released this fine album uh, called uh, "The Garden of My Mind." Unlike the other stuff we've reco- we've mentioned so far, um, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't sing. She just narrates the song in a way.
0: Their ways were old, perhaps ancient, like the roots of giant trees like on some of them it's a really expressive and i just I, I had visions in my mind i was thinking of like the caterpillar from Alice in wonderland or like ken nordine talking about like getting up in the middle of the night we're jazzing up a midnight snack they kind of sparkle like a surprise
1: it's not hard. I'm pretty sure if, like, Maya Angelou had released an album, it would kind of be like this in you a think? way. Well, yeah, because, well, when Maya Angelou talks, she kind of talks in a very mannered way. Oh, like the. Oh, the. the oh, I sound like Ooh. a poor man's Catherine Heppert. <laughs> 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 oh, you no, know I'm a new old poo.
0: <laughs> Which is funny because, um, whenever Joe and I, Joe's my husband, whenever we talk. <laughs> Not
1: Joe from the Facts of War. <laughs>
0: me and Nancy McKean hang out um <laughs> we talk about how like Catherine Hepburn sounds a little bit like a chihuahua <laughs> <laughs> she does she's like I'm i Catherine Hepburn chihuahua Just give me a Chihuahua!" <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I can I'll get Joe to do it and it will totally convince you that her spirit animal is a chihuahua
1: I would be I would believe that So, yeah, I mean, like, anyway, so, like, if Maya Angelou kind of did, like, a speak thing with music, I'm sure... Yeah, like a
0: less edgy slam poet.
1: Yeah, actually, basically, if Maya Angelou got stoned, that would be Esther Rolls' album.
0: (laughs) Or maybe it's love.
1: Should we move on? Should we talk about? Yeah. Should we talk about Florence Henderson's hor- <laughs> horrible music oh, or yeah. Mini Driver's horrible music? Or where do you
0: want? Where do you want to take this? Sugar? Um, let's start with Florence and right. the Machine. <laughs> Florence, Florence Henderson and, and the, the Machine. machine! Yeah. yeah! <laughs> oh,
1: God! <laughs> you know what's funny is i actually I made that pun in my head a sec- like a second ago, and I was trying to remember it, so i would we would record that and I would pretend like I was coming up with it spontaneously, but we
0: it's, both came up with it spontaneously,
1: uh, yeah, i'm uh, oh flow, she always found a way to sing in those Brady Bunch specials, you know, mm. and she was not that good
0: that's unfortunate
1: oh well like I mean like the Brady Bunch in general, they kind of had like a they kind of had like a, a merch thing with with singing like you know on a sunshine day. You yeah. Know, and
0: Where and, okay, so this would be
1: an example of like singing in character, maybe. Yeah. Like, so it's almost like a soundtrack in a way.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But um, I mean Flo herself, um, she's 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 got like an album like on, you can purchase on Amazon for twenty four thirty three. It's in stock. It has a rating of 3.7. Oh, 7. Wait, <laughs> click on
0: it and let's see who's selling it used All for right. like fifty cents. Ooh. And maybe like you know we can. Oh, I like this. Oh, what? what? She she. Okay, wait. Describe this album cover. I
1: can't. I can't.
0: Okay, first of all, it's called the album is called Florence Henderson Sing Songs of Broadway, and it has two class. It says her two classic albums on one CD. These are classic. Like, and she had more than one. And you know how old she looks She's got to be like. Again. In her late teens or early 20s. I mean, like, I would never have recognized her at all.
1: I mean, she's definitely being made up to look older than she is, but she's clearly younger than what she being... It's weird. Yeah, it's well, she's pretty...
0: very airbrushed.
1: She doesn't even look like herself. No,
0: it doesn't look like her at all. Weird. And, um...
1: it's uh, It's got a lot of soft lighting on yeah. it. Like, they probably put a lot of um, a lot of wax or something on the, the film. Yeah. Um, All right, but let's see who's selling it. No one, but two used. Weir- What's weird? Yeah, two used for twenty three seventy one, but thirteen new for seven forty five. Oh, Amazon, you make so much sense.
0: That's crazy. Um, oh my god, I love. People uh, have like big opinions on this. There's a lot of reviews
1: worth a listen. But oh, those orchestrations! A review by John Eschy. Um,
0: Gay right. divorce is one of the song titles. Interesting.
1: Oh no, gay divorce. I think it's a musical, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Anyway.
1: Anyway, uh, um, but she sang. I remember she sang on a Christmas episode. Naturally, I think. What is it with sitcoms and like Christmas, Christmas episodes, episode. like like bringing out the the unfortunate, unwanted singing sides of the cast members? Yeah. You know they have aspirations of singing in a way. Yeah. Um, I think Shelley Long did the same thing on Cheers, but Florence when uh. What was it florence um when they okay when they did the brady's like which was like this horrific drama comedy like dramedy i guess is the actual word for it uh version in the 90s um oh it, like i mean bobby got paralyzed Marsha was an alcoholic oh yeah it was bad but the theme song was sung by florence henderson with like a smooth jazz under it um. oh the brady's that's the way they became Brady. It was awful. I, the Brady,
0: yeah. oh, the Brady, that's how the Brady Bunch became the Brady. Easy listening. Easy. Easy listening uh, translations of some songs are kind of amusing.
1: I suppose. Like, you know,
0: Black Velvet Flag, they cover... Yeah, black, black songs in the lounge, you know, whatever. Nutley Brass doing easy listening or the remote, you know, whatever. This is sometimes like, the novelty is amusing, but sometimes it's
1: unlistenable. It's like this is her real voice, though. That's what's sad.
0: Yeah, and it's like Ernest goes to <laughs> <laughs> Washington. Um Washington.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, and then there's a uh, what's his what's his face, the guy that played Greg Brady. He he did he's done some unfortunate stuff trying to milk his Johnny Bravo character from from the Brady Bunch because his life is basically over. It's very sad. Sad.
0: And moving on. All right. Okay, first of all, I would just like to say it's getting kind of dark. <laughs> Can we turn on a light?
1: The subject or the light? Both. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll turn on turn on a a light.
0: Okay. Although we do have the light from both of our computer screens.
1: No, can we t- can we sing the mini driver song together?
0: <laughs> a rain and so my, my, my okay. Beach. <laughs> With a dog. Look at the nose. Look at the we we, we, did, we did a freeze frame on a, 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 a like a chocolate lab snout in the air. <laughs> Look at
1: that nose. <laughs> what a nose.
0: In the video, like, all right. Anyway,
1: um uh, we well, we got Keanu Reeves. Oh, dog, dog Star? Dog Star. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we have to say about that. Yeah. Well,
0: and I, I, I like did wasn't Johnny Depp in that too? Was he? I kind of feel like there were some like other well, Hollywood guy celebs.
1: That's pretty Johnny depressing.
0: <laughs> did you just think that, up? Yes.
1: That's hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Um, um, I find it interesting that the band is called Dog Star because
1: because we're talking about the dog in Mini Driver's. Music. Oh my god,
0: that's awesome! That uh, w- although not what I was going to say. Well, because the awesome. dog
1: is clearly the star of Mini Driver's <laughs> music video. But,
0: well, and also like anyone who's read any Philip K. Dick, especially anything in the Ballast Trilogy, can attest to the symbolism of Cerus B the Dog Star, which was also relevant to the career of one Mr. Fiona Reeves in his choice of Philip K. Dickian, uh, both, uh, similar themed P.K. Dickian themed movies or actual translation in cinematic animated form of one Mr. Richard Linklater translation of Philip K. Dick's through a scanner darkly
1: no idea to what just happened <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, So, uh,
0: Russell Crowe's the weight of a man that we were just enjoying the video of
1: should we sing a little bit of that too? yeah okay yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, down a hall yeah. thing yeah. and then someone behind me with a guitar the desperado <laughs> <laughs> the irony is that I think he's playing to an empty stadium
1: Sybil Shepherd. she did some jazz
0: mm-hmm. That's nice Nice, that's very nice Oh, we should talk about So, the last episode we played a snippet of the song that Jewel State sang in So Weird <laughs> So, (laughs) but so Jewel State, so we were, so just by randomly, I had my iTunes on random and some of the samples that we used in the first episode of Ray of Blight came up and part of it was like the entire song that Jewel State sang in So Weird, which where she was supposed to be a siren singing and I was like, this is a really pretty song, except there's this one line in it that doesn't make sense. And it was, she goes watch TV (laughs) and like we both realized like we said it at the same moment like like realizing that we both thought that that was a really fucked up line you were like
1: yeah you were like you know that song at Jewel State weird it's really pretty but there's this one line and I went is it the one about TV and oh how we giggled yes
0: (laughs) I think there was like some high fiving
1: there was and I think chortling chortling and it was difficult because we were at a at, at a cafe
0: TV. Listen to we were drinking a variety of different caffeinated beverages, and we were outside, and we were like howling, and there were, I think, other customers and possibly other people in their backyard next to this cafe. But
1: I would actually like to thank those people specifically because um, there was this, uh, this very distinguished elderly woman, and she she's clearly said whiffle board. <laughs>
0: jillian anderson she was it was i remember the vi- the video i don't okay first of all i don't remember the name of the song
1: extremists
0: yes so discuss
1: <laughs> what, what is there to discuss I so mean, this like was a, okay
0: so this was sort of like a speak singing sexy I'm not even she didn't really sing she was more of like a sexy monologue basically taking a cue
1: clearly from Esther Roll Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) like over this kind of you know electronic-y industrial-y whatever
1: it's almost like Massive Attack or Nine Inch Nails in a way yeah 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 um
0: Um, but so now Sasha will interpret it do an interpretive performance of some of the lyrics from the song
1: with Liz doing vocal percussion
0: oh okay wait okay
1: alright
0: um out molecular beings transport me away
1: to the place of my dreams it's, i can't do this anymore it's, it's, I
0: yeah I, I don't know <laughs> i was starting to get too experimental with the percussion automaton
1: love your curvaceous pneumatic i can't we're done yeah elision <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, i don't know it sounds like a like a like the lyrics sound like like someone who had like just gotten into like like Geek, the, art, the artist, H.R. Geiger, the bio-manneric mechanic, aliens, whatever. <laughs> Not want to write lyrics. But, you know, whatever. Last,
1: the arms of an angel. But it's okay. funny because funny we have this moment in time talking about you know, sexy spoken stuff. And uh, Paris Hilton, um, who has a fantastic album in spite of her.
0: Actually, and the song Screwed by her is really good. Yeah. Baby, Same time that I got into that song, I also have two Lindsay Lohan albums that I downloaded. And They're kind of good. Ooh. But what I like about Lindsay Lohan is, of course, every celebrity. Once you get famous enough, you do the song, the yeah. song about how it sucks to be a celebrity. Yeah. And, and 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 also, like, there's you know, there's obvious themes that go with that. But the one that Lindsay Lohan really sort of meditates on is, you know, like
1: like she, she does some yoga.
0: Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's a meditation on uh, personal privacy. And, sh- and she's like, why can't you just leave me alone? piece of me is very you know like well lucky too yeah totally like, like yeah
1: britney spears has kind of like songs that are prescient of her unfortunate yes
0: and the interesting goodness. thing about britney's thing is that it used to be with her with her first few albums when she was younger and they actually were doing some damage pre-damage control i guess and there was like this thing that like Never write a song for Britney with that's autobiographical.
1: Yeah, it's weird that. But, but the- then
0: Bloodshy and Avant or whatever, <laughs> the, they wrote Piece of Me, and they were like, I don't know, like she's not, her people are not gonna let her do. But then it ended up like, like she was into it, and her management was into it, and it's a really good fucking song. yeah i a piece to the Philippines, it's up for my diary. I'm the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I miss American dreams since I was seventeen. Don't matter if I step on the scene or we'll sneak away to the Philippines. they still gonna put pictures of my ear in the magazine. Yeah.
1: So Paris Hilton yes. released a song called Drunk Text, but she didn't really release it. Oh,
0: that's a, one of her newer ones.
1: Yeah. I'm, that's a
0: speak singing thing, isn't yeah, it? is Yeah. Is that why you brought it up? When yeah, because we are talking
1: thing. about m- miss, miss Scully. Um,
0: Scully and Anderson.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. Um, and it, I'm sure
0: I'm the first person to ever make that joke.
1: <laughs> so Paris Hilton has a song called Drunk Text, and basically she just goes, as just a drunk text. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much, yeah.
1: It's awesome. I
0: say, I'm sorry, it was just a drunk cats.
1: I should have known they knew each other.
0: No one is safe in the Twitter sphere anymore. Also, um, Hillary Duff, I feel like she's somewhat anomalous. I feel like I know so little about her early career. I don't I think please. I've ever seen an episode of Lizzie McGuire, but we did recently watch Raise Your, Your Voice. Terry Fletcher was a small town girl who thought her dreams were out of reach. I
1: really want to get into this music summer program. But
0: she's about to receive the opportunity of a lifetime. You got in.
1: Welcome to Bristol Hillman Summer Music Program.
0: Far from fitting in. Hey, I'm Terry. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's wondering if she's got what it takes you have to believe in yourself this place is the scariest hardest best thing that has ever happened to me raise your voice
1: the dignity album is really good as well yeah like as and
0: I do, actually, I felt somewhat justified that I like her music, because I, I was listening to Sound Opinions. One of them, I actually, I think it might have been Jim DeRogatis, said that there was, like, some Hillary Duff song that he liked. I think it was So Yesterday. I think that was the mm. song. And I was like, thank you, Jim DeRogatis. Like, I feel, you know, as someone whose opinion that I trust, like, or someone that I... Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, you know, like, I've, I've got... I've got some some support here to that I don't have to be embarrassed about this guilty pleasure. Not that we should ever be embarrassed by our guilty pleasure. And that shouldn't even be called guilty pleasure. We should be be, be into what you're into. Just be authentic and not care. But it is nice when someone
1: Just has something that's probably a little bit embarrassing, that later you're you're good with. Something that's really interesting is uh, about like this whole like actors becoming singers sort of thing. Is so it kind of seems like in Japan specifically, there's the, like they have this concept of like an all-around idol, which is kind of what you were talking about like about like this whole rounded, well-rounded entertainer kind of thing. Of yeah. The golden age. Right. We're really to decide on that, but the golden age. And uh, but in Japan they have a uh, like. Their idea is like they have idols, but they also have a uh, seiyu idols. Which uh, seiyu is uh, um, like a voice actor. Sometimes, sometimes I think it's like an actual live-action actor. I think you know, and, you know, people end up doing actual acting things. <laughs> yeah. But um, a, one really famous example is um, Sakamoto Maya, mm-hmm. which it, or uh, Maya Sakamoto. is how we'd say it because last name is first. Mm-hmm. What if? Um, and she's a, she's a fantastic singer. She really is, and she's actually un, uh, released a lot of albums that are very successful. And uh, she uh, like she takes her singing really seriously. And I feel like that's uh, I think she even got like um, some training to strengthen her voice even more uh, to work in Les Miserable, like a production of that, oh. which is really exciting. And uh, it, it's weird because it seems like perhaps maybe because it's encouraged in a way or. I really don't know but in the western hemisphere most of the time let's be honest our our celebrity singers are not that fantastic right you know and it's almost like and part of it might be because of embarrassment or they just think that you know like I'm already famous I don't have to try at this I know I'm already good at it which is a lie you're deluded
0: yeah well and you're surrounded by yes people
1: exactly yes yes people yes yes
0: Yes, we have no bananas anyway so (laughs) And then, oh, and, like, so, like, Gwyneth Paltrow.
1: Uh Gwenny.
0: Gwyn. Gwyn. Goop. Isn't that, isn't that, like, she, her, like, her nickname is, like, Goop. Or that's like her food newsletter. Her musical
1: output is goop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, sorry. Did she ever actually make an album, though? I mean, you hear her sing in things. Well, but... I
1: mean, she's done some soundtrack contributions. Oh
0: yeah, 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 like in duets, yeah. the Huey Lewis.
1: God, that song wouldn't go away when it came out. Gwen. It was like
0: played on like a like a twenty four seven loop in every you know like Bed Bath and Beyond
1: <laughs> so location. Specifically around... in the Beyond section, <laughs> you were trapped. You didn't know where you were anymore. You were beyond hope. <laughs> um, well, and she did a pretty lackluster like Kate Bush cover. Oh, of she did this woman's work.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Where? Another, I don't know. I just assume it was like on you uh, know
1: like another compilation. But, oh,
0: like on know, Glee or something.
1: I probably on Glee I don't know. Well, she and
0: she did kind of a she was okay pass,
1: passable Adele thing, you know. It, she did. I don't even remember. I don't, yeah, it just kind of happened. Kind of
0: blacked it out, I guess. Yeah. Well, anyway.
1: Gwyneth, you're just kind of there. Thanks for feeling. Like, you need to sing. And uh, Melissa Joan Hart, she did, a, she did a Blondie cover, One Way or Another, for the oh, Sab- Sabrina, the Teenage Witch soundtrack. Oh,
0: nice.
1: And then uh, she did a soundtrack for Clarissa Explains It All in character. And that was nice.
0: one Okay, also, uh, let's talk about Mackenzie Phillips.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Mackenzie Phillips. Um, she was she was an actress. She's the daughter of John Phillips, the founder of The Mamas and the Pops.
0: Not to be confused with being the daughter of John Phillips sousa. <laughs> <laughs> yes!
1: <laughs> um, no, but Mackenzie, Mackenzie was like kind of, kind of an actress. She was on sitcom. You
0: know, one day at a time. One day of a time. <laughs> one, day <laughs> one day at a time. time.
1: Um, and we talked
0: about her a little bit in episode number one because yeah. we're talking about
1: so her weird. celebrity
0: memoir and it being. Oh yeah,
1: and well, she she ended up singing in So Weird actually, because uh, she's a singing actress. You know, she has the ability to sing, but she's never really recorded an album per se. But um, she she did sing in So Weird as the rock star mom. That yeah, toured. and
0: also the. The mamas and the papas, but like rename her in it, and like, the band kind of renamed. Yeah,
1: as the new mamas and papas. If we talk about something that's quite upsetting, her Mackenzie and her father John did sleep together at some point, point. Um, and they wrote they they wrote a song called "Love Song," you know, and it's got some pretty clunky lyrics in it. And she ha- Mackenzie has a solo song on this album that was released of this particular lineup of ma- of the mamas and papas called "Many Mamas."
0: Many Papas.
1: Oh, yes. So nice. <laughs> this is a nice album cover. You can say I spent a lot of time on this. Yeah,
0: so the album cover... Describe. Is, yeah, so <laughs> it's uh, got red swirly, kind of psychedelic stuff on it with a blue rounded corner frame and the, uh, f- the faces of the members of the band in blue ink and the font on it being... Um, Kind of a psychedelic-y psychedelicy. The elves uh, kind of
1: look like elf shoes, actually. Yeah,
0: it, you know, <laughs> it, it, like it looks like it could be on a, like a '60s concert poster.
1: Yeah, know, but like, but like a sad <laughs> replica of one. That yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah,
0: like if you go to Epcot Center, like <laughs> if, if have like Epcot Center, the '60s or whatever, and you know.
1: Fun fact: Every time somebody says Epcot Center, I think of apricots. I can see that. Yes. Delicious. Um, Anyway, so So, she
0: wrote, she had a solo song that she wrote.
1: (laughs) Called Crying in the Shower. (laughs) It's kind of like a kind of really subdued little reggae, almost reggae but not at all kind of beat to it yeah
0: and it, it, they, it uses a little bit of it's like i don't know what you call this keyboard function but it makes kind of like an airy sound it's almost it's kind of new agey sounding almost kind of like when
1: they're checking the systems on uh, on an airplane before you take off
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then and then and then it's kind of a it's sort of a slow sort of plodding song and the the it's one of those songs that's about you know how hard life on the road is as a musician so you know like in the vein of Home Sweet Home by Molly Crew or uh, Super Trooper by ABBA um,
1: but like, this is like the saddest of all versions of this kind of tale. Yeah. You know, and she's like, she's like, I'm in the hotel room writing poems. No one's allowed to read, but I caught
0: you crying in the shower. I've been lying in my room for hours, writing
1: And I, I love Mackenzie Phillips. I, I'm quite fond of her in some way. Uh, but You're
0: looking... definitely familiar with her oeuvre. <laughs> of... In French, the word for eggs is ooze. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, like her TV appearances, her published written work, and her music in what? a variety of incarnations.
1: This is what happens when you read
0: her book, High on Arrival. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when you read a celebrity's memoir. It's it's like a it's like a loop. Like you're kind of into them. So then you read the memoir, and then you're like, oh, now I gotta go listen to that. And then it just sort of feeds into it. You know, that's, yeah. that's how obsession starts.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. And you know, she, and she sang some, but you know, she did. She had songs written for her on So Weird, which was which was probably for the best.
0: Do you think the same people who wrote the songs that she. Saying were also the ones that wrote the song that Jewel state.
1: They they were Anne Anne Marie mintade. Yeah, she wrote she wrote that. Um, she uh, she's pretty hip. She's a pretty hip person. Mm-hmm. Hey Anne Marie, how's it going? <laughs> but um, yeah. I I mean they're 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 good songs. They're just kind of like middle of the road rock songs that are were appropriate for rock star mom on a sci fi show. Mm-hmm. It it just it made sense, you know and. Um, she actually, actually Mackenzie Phillips had a music video for the theme song where she's like surrounded by candles. It was very moody.
0: Like, In the darkness!
1: It was nice. It was nice. It was about struggle.
0: Of course. Yeah. The human condition.
1: Really. Man versus world. Musician versus world. And aren't all celebrities that are questionably singing, aren't they just an, just part of the human condition? <laughs> What do I
0: even mean by that? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. The human air conditioner.
1: Moving on. Also,
0: Jack Wagner. Um, I have his. I guess it's not really quite an album. It was more of. I guess one might say an EP or like if you want to be like. My lover. It's a ten inch. I guess. Um. Oh my. Yeah, I know that. Um, but what is hilarious is in his song All I Need. My favorite lyric, he goes, If that isn't love we're making, then I don't know what it is.
1: I have nothing to do with this commentary.
0: (laughs) I would also like it to be known, speaking of Mackenzie Phillips, there was the Webster um, album, Good Secrets, Bad Secrets, about teaching children how to avoid molestation it's like a whole album good secrets (laughs) bad secrets where on the doll did webster touch you also I, i as i'm um going through this book i'm reminded that don johnson had some musical output and it reminded me of in um uh, Kurt Loder's book, Bat Chain Puller, he has a piece about, like, he, like, he, like, basically, like, shadowed Don Johnson for a day, mm-hmm. and, like, he, he he went to, I forget what Don, John, Don Johnson has, like, an office devote, made up, of, like, run by women that's, like, the Don Johnson like, headquarters, HQ, whatever, and, like, the women there, like, there were, he, he had a name for them, like, I can't remember, it was, like, the Honey Bunch or something and and then which was hilarious to me and then also in that same article there's um there's discussion about um tubs not and Tubbs, miami vice mm-hmm. uh, of um of uh, philip michael thomas's musical endeavors which were nowhere near as critically received and sales successful as don johnson's musical output which makes me sad can we talk about billy bob thornton no this is what we talk about when we talk about billy bob thornton
1: no well let's look at this page what we got on here
0: oh so we're we're poking back through the book celebrity vinyl yes um and musing on some of the suggested album covers and one of them is Carol O'Connor's remembering you, and he's dressed in a tux, and it's just a face shot of him smiling. He looks like such a sad
1: father. He
0: is a sad father. Was, is, was. He just looks so sad. Yeah.
1: You know, and then, like, well, I mean, in All in the Family, that got, that was pretty sad, especially, like, when Edith died.
0: And Did she die first?
1: It, yeah, she died, and, and then, like, it just became, like, him moping around a bar or something for the rest of the show. Really? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, actually, I would have really enjoyed um, if uh, Jean Stapleton, I think that's the name of the actress who played oh, okay. Eden, Um, I would have really enjoyed it if she had released an album instead, even though we haven't actually heard Carol O'Connor's album, but based off of this fine cover art, we're going to. We are tracking this down.
0: Yeah, we might need to do that. There's an Andy Griffith album.
1: Yeah. But um, Jean, Jean Stapleton oh, would right, have been right, nice right. If, if she had released an album specifically in the Edith voice. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ow,
1: oh, that's nice. That's <laughs> so soothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, Telly Savalas made one. The two sides of... Tully Savalas. Actually, what's really hilarious is the commentary that the author of this book wrote. So the, <laughs> the album, no, the album oh man. The Two Sides of Tully Savalas. And the commentary was, side A, horrible. Side B, awful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty good work. Yep,
0: yep, 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 yep. Well, oh, they have a variety of Brady Bunch albums. Meh. Oh, Burt Reynolds. Burt. Oh. I wonder what his music... What we might need to investigate the
1: the soothing sounds of mustache
0: yeah <laughs> john davidson he had a, oh my god the commentary that the author wrote for john davidson is because the album is called well here i am and the commentary is that's incredible <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know it's also incredible yeah oscar de la hoya
0: who's that wait who is the
1: boxer. He had he oh. had he had some music as well.
0: There's like a history of boxers and wrestlers making albums.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: Muhammad Very... Ali, um, Hulk Hogan.
1: Did, oh yeah, Hulk Hogan did because I know. Well, I know for sure his daughter Brooke also made music, mm-hmm. if we can call it.
0: Hey, look, Tali Savala's made more than one album.
1: <laughs> Who loves you, baby? No one.
0: <laughs>
1: Ted Knight. Mm. oh wow Ted Knight from uh, Mary Tyler Moore that that's that's nice
0: I wonder what it sounds like wait this is really bad That <laughs> we haven't even listened to some of these we're, we're flipping thinking. through a book and saying <laughs> join things. us why don't you why don't you join us for us flipping through a book that you can't even see and us talking about music that we never heard
1: <laughs> we need
0: to be done all right, listeners, we have a new feature that we're going to be doing on our podcast. Oh,
1: yes.
0: And it is readings from InSync fan fiction. Oh, yes. The story... One day I will have my friends who found me this binder come on the show. Oh, yes. But what it is is they found um, this binder that they're much better at telling the story of than I am of how they found it. Um, and, of course gifted it to me for some gift giving occasion I believe it was probably my birthday oh yes and it's a sync hardcover binder with fan fiction written about the band um which I have not read all the way through because I want to read it real time uh, you know a little bit at a time um every episode on the podcast so we can react to it as um as we see fit. Oh, yes. There's some dialogue. Also, I'd like to say that uh, when the uh, the story starts in medius res... <laughs>
1: yeah, that, yes. Thank you for putting that in the layman's terms. <laughs>
0: um, at least it doesn't have a... Well, I mean, I don't know, but it might also have a deus ex machina at some point. It's where God comes down. No. Okay, so, um, anyway, Uh, you'll notice when this starts that it's in the middle of a sentence. So, I don't know, we don't know where the first half of this is, or when, or who this was written by. Well, we could just pretend there's an apostrophe, because, I mean, we could really,
1: you'll see why. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it.
0: Also, I'd just like to point out that the handwriting is very, like, preteen girl cursive. Like, very good handwriting, but still, obviously, okay. Uh, um... Who's gonna start? You wanna start? I'll I'll start, Okay.
1: Dumped my stuff off and Joey took me to meet the rest of the guys. They were all in Justin's room playing PlayStation. They all stopped when they
0: saw me. Guys, she's here, Joey said. No idea who we are, huh? We never get that anymore. Deer in headlights. That's wicked cool, though.
1: Kelly, this is Chris, Lance, and Justin. And J.C.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My son, David's son, knows exactly who you are, I smiled weakly. I'm sorry I didn't.
1: No problem! We really... Well, it's great what you're doing for Kelly and Bear. (laughs) We all appreciate it, too. Justin piped up, smiling.
0: They call you the nickname I gave you, I smiled, remembering when we were younger.
1: No one around here gets away with Joey Bear. Bear just stuck.
0: You'll have fun, Lance added, once you get used to Chris.
1: Hey, now wait a minute. Lance, JC is in the other... Smelt? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) You have to read that line.
0: I don't know if I can. <laughs>
1: We'll read it together. All right. We not You can be okay. I don't Liz. know. Liz. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Okay, together. All
0: right. We don't The last line of this right, okay. <laughs> thing. Okay. 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 <laughs> all right.
1: Lamaze. Okay. Lamaze.
0: <laughs> Alright. Alright. Right, one. Go. Two, two. Three.
1: Hey, <laughs> bitch. Oh, sorry, sorry. But what I do to- not smell. <laughs> if we would like more of this story for some awful reason... We will be, be ne- back another time. <laughs> oh, my God. And transmission.
0: All right, now we're going to, now that we had to take a a little bit to, like, collect ourselves. Okay. All right, so now we're going to break into individual discussion groups.
1: Yes, circle time,
0: everyone. Circle yeah. Time. yeah. Let's Let's take some debrief time to discuss... What just happened? Okay. Should we make a Venn diagram? I think we might need to make a Venn diagram. <laughs> Alright, first of all, what we didn't say is that NSYNC was a boy band from the 90s, if you didn't already know, which I'm sure you do, but just, you know.
1: You know. Is, it, is there an asterisk in their name? Is there an apostrophe? Or is it a swiping star? So many mysteries.
0: That's a really good question. I know. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, so... What is confusing to me is the quote my son and then there's like a dash like
1: a hyphen yeah
0: david's son knows exactly who you are i smiled weakly. i'm sorry i didn't so this apparently is told from the perspective of a girl and she's dating which one
1: i i don't know because it started mid-thought yeah um so
0: wait wait, no her name must be kelly because the the line says kelly this is chris lance jc and justin well it could be it could be a guy kelly well well, no i think it mentions a her doesn't it i guess i just assumed it was a her because but what about the handwriting well in the handwriting. what about lance uh i don't know kelly this is wait hold on there there is got to be one extra member in the band that's not named chris lance jc and justin joey joey so this is to joey Oh yeah, of course, because the first line says, "Dump my stuff," and Joey took me to meet the rest of the guys. Yeah. Okay, so which one? What? Who was Joey? Which Fatone? Which one? Okay, there's pictures on the cover (laughs) of Insync on the Insync binder. Were you crying when you were laughing? Yes, because I was laughing so hard. (laughs) You got
1: like raccoon eyes. (laughs) You're you're looking a little Britney right now. Am I awesome?
0: Maybe I should go shave my head.
1: Umbrella in the (laughs) car. X Factor.
0: Sponsored. Um, I'm sorry, you're just not what we're looking for right now.
1: I just, uh, yay, yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so, which one of, of the guys on the cover of this That's, are this, Joey? This
1: is Joey, the one with his name behind his head. Oh,
0: yes, it does say Joey. <laughs> yeah. So, he's got, like, dark, spiky hair, a little bit of facial hair. An
1: unfortunate goatee, if you would.
0: What... Was his sort of role in the band? Like, like was he, like, you know... How, you know, like, in boy bands, there's always, like, they all sort of represent different sort of archetypes, right? So what's his... Wow. Obviously, he's not Justin Timberlake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, you know...
1: Well, I always feel like... This is my interpretation of how to interpret a boy band, because there's always, like, the lead singer who's mildly attractive during the time of the actual boy band's inception, and then years later, ends up actually being... The more attractive one. Yeah. Um, and then there's the one that's intended to be the attractive one. In this case there's Lance, but then he ended up being kind of okay looking. And then there's the one who's kind of in between, and in this case we have J C. Yeah. And then there's two extra ones.
0: That would be Joey and Chaz. So maybe Joey and Chaz are kinda of the ringos of the like they get the most amount of fan mail because they're most sort of like accessible. Yeah. But they're not, and they're, they're accessible because they are not the heart throbs of the group.
1: Right. And it's quite unfortunate because I've seen in some uh, some tabloids, because uh, Joey in recent years, of what I do know, I don't follow NSYNC very much FYI. Um, but I did remember seeing that he put on a lot of weight, and the headline was instead of Joey Fatone, they broke his last name up very wittingly, very wittily as Joey Fat One
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, so yes. So then he is, like, she zeroed in on the most accessible member of the band, who was, like, the most attainable.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So, based on that assessment that you just made, I'm kind of wondering if perhaps the person that wrote this, since we have no idea, there's no writing credit on this. It's anonymous. It's bizarre. Um, perhaps it's for the best. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, maybe her or him, whomever this is, is named Kelly and is putting themselves in the story and is with the most attainable member.
0: Yes. That's gotta be what this is. Captain's log. The moral
1: of the story. Please know the limits of your talent.
0: But also, as the public, as media consumers, you know, maybe it might also, on the other angle of things, be wise to sort of, like, Expand your horizons oh, yeah. and and sort of be able to like think outside of the like roles that you put people in and you know like the 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 celebrity classifications that we do yeah, right. an example a sort of microcosmic example of you know the types of boxes that we put each other in
1: yeah, we don't need to limit I'm not, I don't I don't mean to be snarky in that like I'm I totally t- mean to be snarky okay I totally do too but I, I, I do encourage people to try new things however it might help to get some musical training because there's gonna people people are gonna be critical like we're pretty critical but not really because we just glossed over things because these albums are painful yeah
0: we didn't talk about Chevy Chase's album
1: Another time. Another time. Yeah. Another time. yeah. Um,
0: but, <laughs> but, you know, know your, know your limits. And if you don't know your limits, make sure you have someone in your life at all times that can as keep a, you on.
1: Or at least is a really good songwriter, you know. Yeah, a we, good producer. And Yes. So, examples of limited talent, but good album. Lindsay Lohan. Hilary Duff everything else we've talked about Paris
0: Hilton's song Screwed that's uh, <laughs> yeah. their
1: role yeah. thank you for
0: listening to me. Oh, and, <laughs> and also one last thing and that is that um, there's an Asian adage that says uh, one no, no disease short life one disease long life meaning like if you don't admit that you have any mistakes you're not going to progress in life correct but if you know what your limitations are you can work with that and You know, it'll actually sort of prolong your existence in a way that is, you know, successful and nurturing and all the things that you want from uh, a long, happy life.
1: Another Asian proverb of some form is that if you are a voice actor, you're fine. Go ahead. So thanks for listening!
0: Woohoo! We'll see you soon! So, um, before we... Uh, conclude this episode there are a few things that we realize that we forgot to note in
1: addendum
0: yeah so we're going to do we're going to do an addendum
1: okay now it's this is kind of surprising but once in a while i may be wrong <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's just a subtle thing and actually Liz and i didn't realize this until after we had finished recording this particular sesh of um, Ray of Light, but it turns out that for our addendum, mm-hmm. that uh, Kim Fields, aka Tootie, her her song Dear Michael is actually, get this, it's actually, bizarrely enough, not, it okay, it is a novelty song, but it's not an original novelty song, because check this out. It's actually a cover of a novelty song that Michael Jackson did originally
0: that he based on a fan fan letter letter. and the song is dear michael yeah so what the hell
1: anyway hopefully we will not have to do many of these addendums in the future because you can see how boring they sound
0: (laughs) but we thought it was important that you get the truth (laughs) this is like the letters column like like in the new issue of something they're like we regret the error that we forgot to put the credit for the photographer for the photo of man and bear is actually man and bear.
1: Thank you for listening. <laughs> See you next week. Peace week out month, year, week. Well, it might as well be a year. It takes us an eternity to do this. Okay, I, I love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Back around 1980, 1982, when I was working on, on Golden Pond with, with the young Jane Fonda, as well as her father, Henry Fonda. And as a gift for working with them, they had given me this wonderful, delicious chew tie And I just nodded it and nodded it and nodded. it.